We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a slightly late Week 10 NFL DFS recap known as uh, the Gilcast. I'm Davis Maddock. I'm joined by, of course, Nate Noling and Sammy Reed. And uh, boys, we're feeling we're feeling good this week because we all played Corey Davis. We're we're not bad at DFS, like unlike everyone else. It feels good to be good, bro. It feels really good to be good. It I couldn't believe how low his ownership was. I I mean, I knew it was going to be low talking to like like talking to everyone beforehand like everyone was like oh, I'm not playing two titans you know and everyone oh. everyone wanted to get everyone wanted to get Dion in bro we we knew it on the swole cast you know we threw we threw Corey Davis out there and you know T- yeah no total and it, no one no one wanted it bro they're like nah nah <laughs> it's Stefan Gilmore <laughs> yeah okay that's, so that's I can the-, get the highest I can get the highest whopper in the week 4500 ooh that's Don't the worry. that's the thing, bro. Like people, people still they like even even smart people, even good DFS players will admit like defenses are overrated, yada yada, and they still go back to stuff like, oh well, he's going to be covered by Stephon Gilmore. You can't play him. Yeah, and instead is, he just dominated Gilmore. It's not like he ran good. Corey Davis dominated. He slayed it. Like just crush pussed. It was great. Pretty pretty good game from him so uh let's just uh let's get into it uh so i had 142 i think i was the lowest of the three of us yeah i ended up 147 and nate you were in the 150s right yeah i had 155 nate oh. it's good to see you back on the horse not, yeah I, not, i'm nate, really happy nate, for you no, the the viewers man the listeners they were they were worried about you bro i i got word i got word from corporate that we needed to take it easy on you oh geez it was it was a good week I thought we were going to find Nate in a ditch, just like in a pool of Red Bull and, and when, Diablo sauce. Just like RIP. I mean, I had 100% Corey Davis. And so even in tournaments, it was a good week. I just couldn't believe how low he was. So, well, let's, let's, let's lead off by talking about lineup construction, because I think there were really three main ways 
to build lineups this week, and it was really not clear what the best way was. It was. Was this your hardest week in cash yet this year? For me, it was. I I had no I had no clue what I wanted to do until about an hour and a half before. Like like normally when we do the swole cast on Friday, I pretty much have my lineup, and yeah. I'll be debating a couple two v twos or defenses or whatever. This I I outside of like I knew I was gonna play Dion, I knew I was gonna play Corey Davis, and I was like ninety percent playing Fitzpatrick. Other than that, I was like I I had like no idea. I was the same. And so you could do it. You could go two cheap receivers and two high-priced running backs. You could go two of the lower-priced running backs and two higher-priced receivers. Or you could go two of each, two cheap of each, and do Kelsey at tight end. And I really didn't think it was that clear which way was the right way to go. And I think we all approached this a little bit differently, but we ended up – I think our, our lineups – I think our lineups – we're all pr- like, like pretty different this week in terms yes. of how we approached it. So, Nate, you had uh, you had the best line. Did we all have Fitzpatrick at quarterback? We did. And, we did. and I had Mahomes all week up until Sunday morning. I was, like, locked. I'm just like, dude, Mahomes I'm going – Mahomes only got 20. Mahomes. The thing about Mahomes, I was on Mahomes a lot too. It's just paying that much for quarterback is – is difficult. And actually, I'll be honest, one of the things that got me off of Mahomes a little bit was I was looking at some numbers over the past couple weeks. Mahomes is throwing very different than he was earlier in the season. Um, For the first three weeks of the season, he had uh, 1,042 air yards on 93 attempts for the highest in the league, 11.2 ADOT. Now over the past three weeks, we're at 94 attempts and only 681 air yards. He's down to a 7.2 um, average depth of target. And Davis, I, mean, I was going to ask you as a Chiefs makes, fan. Makes sense. Makes sense, dude. The weather's getting colder. Like uh, the, the line, I think, is banged up. So he's got a little bit less time back there. And also yeah. makes sense with all of the players they have on their offense to just kind of do a lot of quick hitting. Play. Like Mahomes has taken no hits, bro. Mahomes yeah, is he's not, still he's, uber efficient. He's uber efficient. It's yeah, just, so, he also was, was insane volume at the beginning of the year where you knew he was going to chuck – you know, it was like the he, he was fits, but good. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're using they're using wear a little bit more. They're yeah. doing a lot of the, they're doing a lot of those quick hit passes to like like you know all of their secondary players like Demarcus Robinson, Marcus Kemp, uh, Watkins. If Watkins, if he was healthy, I think actually would have been like would have had a really good game yesterday, just because they they weren't really taking many shots. Well, here's, here's the other thing is their opponents, right? They, the last couple of weeks, they've played Cleveland, Arizona, Denver, Cincy. Right. Before that, they played New England and Pittsburgh and the Chargers, teams that could keep up with them, teams and, that could go back and forth. And I think that they're officially in, like, what, they're 9-1 they're and one now, 8-1? and one? I don't, Have yeah, they yeah. had their bye week yet? Uh, no, no, it's, they it's have this it week. week. So they're so they're nine and one. So Reed is already now going. Well, there's no. We don't need to. Do, we don't need to open everything up. We got to save some wrinkles for the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's yeah, and we're and we're fine because the Patriots actually suck. So we're gonna get the number one seed. In yeah, the where's NFL. where's everyone? Where was everyone who every time the Patriots had a good game would be like, "You said the Patriots were dead, bro. You don't know anything about football." <laughs> the Patriot they got they have one offensive weapon who who's above league average now. That's it. They have one guy, Josh Gordon. Wait, who's who's that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Josh Gordon. I, th- I think James White is like a very adequate, good running back. But I think if you gave all of his targets to someone like Deion Lewis or Kareem Hunt or Duke Johnson or whatever, you would get a better return on expectation just because they're oh, more dynamic. How much better would New England be if they still had Deion Lewis? Like, yeah, did you see the shade he threw at him? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're cheap. You go bro. cheap. You get, yeah, it was nice. Goat. 
Absolutely. All right, so you went. So we all went fits. So, but yeah. but I didn't know this. Did you guys know that Dirk Cutter took the play calling away from Todd Munkin after the game? I didn't knew it. Game, right. Yeah. So if I knew that, I would have played Luck. I would have. I would have. I would have not. I would have just played Luck for sure. Yeah. I was there a report about it during the week? I don't think there was a report. About I, it. I didn't hear anything about it. Yeah. I'm unless I missed it. I, I would have. Yeah, I would probably not have played. I, I'm expecting Cutter to be fired probably this week though. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's gone. Like this was his last hurrah. Like, but well uh, but but does Munkin get fired also though? I think that's like a real question because if he does, like the change is Well, yeah, like the the Tampa Bay offense probably won't be playable for the rest. The only reason these guys were good was the weapons are obviously phenomenal. Um. And and they just were taking shots down the field every and play. And Fitzpatrick don't give a fuck. Like he's awesome, bro. He it's just actually fuck. it's actually insane. It's insane. He did not have a touchdown and threw two interceptions and got to nineteen <laughs> DK points. He almost had like four hundred yards passing with no touchdown. It like was, he like he runs he runs average. He's got thirty like banked. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, he's, I mean, he, 400 passing yards. Like, all he does is chuck it. I love Fitzpatrick. Like, he came into this game, too, like, with a higher adjusted yards per attempt than Patrick Mahomes. Did I you mean, guys watch the game at all? Because some of the turnovers yes, were on him. Like, one of them, it was like, he threw it down. It was like on the eight-yard line, the running back, or the tight end turn, and the ball came out, like, fumbled it right at the end zone where it was like, that would have been a touchdown for Fitz. Like, some yeah. of them weren't even on Fitz. Mike Evans dropped that touchdown at the oh. end, and then Fitz fumbled right like, afterwards. Like, oh. Yeah, he ran, he ran really bad. He also did have an egregious interception where he threw it right to a defender, so let's not, like, fully I give mean, him a pass. Still, no, he still makes horrible throws. Yes, absolutely. But, dude, he just YOLOs. He degaps, and yeah, I like no. that in a quarterback. Yeah, but I mean, I think Fitzpatrick was clearly the right play. Like, what? Like, well, not even the right play. Just certainly not a bad play. Like, I think yeah. he was he was totally fine. Under um, six thousand, you shouldn't think about it. And yeah. you get a guy who's throwing the volume he is. Just so, there. running backs. Uh, I think Nate and I had the same three, but then you went different, Sammy. I had uh, I had Todd Gurley, Dion Lewis, and Mike Davis. Which I <laughs> Nate, is that what you had? Yeah. You guys are such fish. Like, uh, so I think this was actually le- legit bad. Like, Mike Davis, you guys got talked into Davis. Like, he was no, he, I, I didn't get talked. Every lineup optimizer had him, and and even after even after watching that game, even after knowing that Penny was going to get those touches, I'd still probably play him for that. No, no, don't double down on this. No, no because can't. he's the re- he was the receiving back. Penny was not in there on the receive, and I was expecting Seattle to be down this whole game. I, I was too, but Seattle doesn't really like throw to their running backs all that much. I know they had, had games Mike, where they Mike did, Davis but... had eight targets the week before. So I think I think that you are just bummed out that we got the receiving touchdown at the very end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Sammy, I, I was with you at first when Davis first threw out Mike Davis. I was like, what a fish play. But then I updated some numbers and was looking at everything. He became like the play for me. As soon as I realized like he's gonna see Above 10% of the target share, he's going to see this much workload. It was like a cheaper chub, but with reception work. You should have you should have gone with the real chub. I mean, no. you guys you guys both told me chub was a bad play, which is does not make me like I, I like wanted to play him, and you guys were like, no, nah, dude, chub's bad, bro. Can't play chub, bro. I had Aaron Jones in cash. You guys got me off him. Did you? Okay, actually, no, I want to. 
Wait, I did not get you off Aaron you Jones. Both I was in Aaron me. Jones. I, I thought Aaron Jones was bad for cash, which, like, LOL me. Yeah, I had, I had a lot of Aaron Jones. I really liked him. This how, much, how much did not, Jamal Williams – so. How much did Jamal Williams play in the passing game for them yesterday, Nate? Because that's what yeah. I was kind of worried about. Dude, he got three carries and no targets, I think. Yeah, okay. So, so Aaron Jones is just an RB1 now. That's correct, yes. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's going to win leagues. Him and MVS are going to win fantasy leagues, and it's going to be awesome. MVS yeah, and Devonta Adams, fine. same target numbers yesterday. Lit. Yeah. Uh, so, so, Sammy, you should talk about what you did because Nate and I had the same three guys. Yeah, so I, I went Gurley and Deion Lewis, of course, and then I went Kareem Hunt. And I, I like the Kareem Hunt play, man. Like, I, I just – he just ran bad. He just didn't get in the zone. And so, I, I started off with the same three guys as you, and then I kind of just – I talked to some, some of my buddies, and I thought about it a little bit more. And I was just like, you know what? I think Michael Thomas is, like, clearly better. But what I did at wide receiver, and which we're going to talk about in a little bit, led me – because you had Michael Thomas and – uh, Kareem Hunt but really yeah. there's just a lot of volatility in Kareem Hunt's output because so much of it is dependent on not even touchdowns but long touchdowns yeah he doesn't like he doesn't get the 25 plus touches that like a Gurley or a Zeke or, or Saquon get he's always around 20 and his passing game work is pretty sporadic like sometimes but, he gets six targets sometimes he gets two but his I thought his touchdown expectation was so high in this you, game, you ran thought, bad. You ran bad to get eleven, but I don't think you ran bad to not get twenty. Like I think yeah. like fifteen is a pretty good median. Like, and I I don't I don't want to make it seem like I thought it was a bad play. I thought it was defensible. I just like at the at the at the death. I was just like, you know what? I think Michael Thomas is like clearly better. So so Levitan talks a lot about this, and obviously Levitan's really sharp. And he says, listen, something that you have to look for. All fantasy scores are up this year. It's like something you have to look for in cash these days is not just a floor, but you have to have guys that are able to smash. Yeah, you, you got to be able to get 40 that, points. Yeah, you have to have those guys that can smash because, like, not all your dudes are going to work out. If one guy, like, just goes absolute nut bar, he's going he's gonna to help carry your team. And I thought that Kareem Hunt, maybe he didn't have the floor you'd want out of an 8K guy, but he definitely had the ceiling. And I wanted another See, opportunity I kind of, for, like, a I smash. kind of even think that – if you're going to spend 8K and you're mainly focusing on a ceiling, I think on DK you want a receiver. Because, like, we saw this with Ertz last night. Like, Ertz had 43 DK points in the Sunday night game, right? Ertz and the captain. Did you guys – I didn't play. I can't I, – I, I made some mistakes on last night's showdown. <laughs> oh, no. My, well, well, my take my – take, like, you know, Nate, we've talked about this a lot on the show, but just, like – you can't just play the chalk and the showdown GPPs. Like you've got to, no. you got to come up with a narrative. You got to come up, and and my take, and obviously it looks horrible now, but I don't mind talking about it. Was like, oh, they just traded these picks for Golden Tate. He and Zach Ertz run similar sorts of routes. Ertz will be five x as chalky as Tate will. So I oh, use no. I use Tate as like a big building, and he did nothing. Oh no, that's 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 significantly. Fresh. But but I had zero Corey Clement, which like. Would like and he was in a bunch of people's like optimal lineups and he was like the worst play ever. Yeah, I mean, it, dude, I you know, just as an aside, I'm totally off receivers going to new teams. There's so much they have to learn in terms of like timing, 
in terms of the playbook, in terms of like all the little checks you do at the line. Well, like, if, I it's can, hard. if I can admit to being a fish real quick, I think it was Rap Sheet had the note before, and it could have been another national NFL reporter, but that they were going to use Golden Tate out of the backfield. That was oh, like, no, that's, that's, that's fake. That's fake Rap Sheet. Go verify that account. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, well, it could have been, it could have been one of the other national guys, but I did, I did see that note dropped in that. No, that, that's, that's that definitely at, at Davis's lineup, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's at ass sheet. Okay, so, so um, running backs, uh, and I mean, do we do we want to talk about Dion or Gurley at all? I want to talk about Davis more. I, Sammy, do you really think Davis is still fish? Even after the more I look at the numbers, the more I think he Davis was he was a he was a he good was play, a and he and he ran bad to, because because we had seen like Penny had been playing special teams, getting like two carries a game. Like I think Davis legit ran bad to be as uninvolved as he was. I mean, you you guys are probably right. Like anytime you can lock in a back that's like a you played Mo Harris dog that's that like sharing work. You, know, you just got to do it, <laughs> dude. You played Maurice Harris in that same roster spot, Sammy. Dude, don't remember that Maurice. Is, I have Maurice. That is correct. <laughs> I mean, I think Mar- I think Maurice is fine, but just in general, like if if I think a running back's gonna get five targets, I'll probably play that guy over the. And it's also easier for running backs to get lucky touchdowns. Harder harder for wide receivers to get lucky touchdowns. Running that's backs. True. Running backs just in general are going to have a better touchdown expectation just because the sorts of plays where they score are like lucky plays, whereas like a team has to like really design something for a wide receiver to score most of the time. Yeah, super easy to get a PI in the end zone and the running backs on the one. Right. You just or or like you're, you're on the eight-yard like line. Like Kareem Hunt could not do. Right. Or like you're on, yeah. you're on the eight yard line and, and you, you run like a, a screen pass and like a defender trips and like, boom, you're in the end zone. It's just harder. Yeah. What did did Ware end up getting more work than usual this game? Uh, Ware Ware scavenged a touchdown, so that I was, mean, Ware Ware just Ware just in general recently has been playing a bit more. The only I mean, Andy Andy Reid never lines up on the goal line and runs the ball. He never does it. They always have some sort of like motion going some way, and they flip the ball this way. They do this. They run a little slip screen. They never just like line up on the one yard line and here you go. Here's I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, dude, this there, they are, they are going a little bit more vanilla in these games because they're, they are wanting to give less away. That's a real, like, and maybe they're saving a bunch of this stuff for the Rams game. Spencer, Spencer, where got, got two, yeah, had like two rushes guys. and one target. Like yeah, it, was, it wasn't even, hunt just ran bad. I think hunt was a fine play. I think hunt just ran bad. Sammy. Thank you. Thank you, Nate. I, I think wow. he ran bad too. I don't think you made a bad play. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, you know, for, for me, the way I was constructing rosters, I was like, I don't feel that great about receiver this week. I feel really good about these three running backs, you know? Yeah. And, and that was, that was it. I'm like, dude, I can lock in like the, the two highest scoring running backs in Hunt and Gurley. Like, yeah, I, Hunt I, I had a really 33 and a half implied team total and a huge share of his team's expected touchdowns. So just like, like, right, like Sammy, in your lineup, could you have gone Melvin Gordon over Hunt? I, what was – there were 300 or 400 no. different? No, 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 no. There were like 900 different. Oh. Hunt was 8.5. No, Hunt was 8.5 and Gordon was 9. So it was 500. Yeah, so Gordon was way Gor- I mean, Gordon, like, I think we all agree he was like a better play than Hunt, though, like straight up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, for sure. Because he gets so much passing down work, whereas Hunt is really sporadic there. So yeah. wide receiver, I went different than you two. I think you guys had the same three. I think so. We we had Thomas, Corey Davis, and Maurice Harris. So, yeah. and this will tie into a later discussion we have. I played I played Marvin Jones Jr. 
I played I had so I had Corey Davis, oh, buddy. <laughs> Marvin Jones, and Michael Tom. And I mean the thing is right now is D- Detroit's just too bad. They they are just too bad to pl- like play anyone from. Hey, at, at least you didn't play Tyler Boyd. Yeah, That's all I gotta say. remember when you were on Tyler Boyd earlier in the week? Yeah, that would have been, <laughs> been real bad. I like wrote up Tyler Boyd, and I think it was exclusively because of Davis, and I feel really bad about this. I'm yeah, sorry, bro. everybody. I'm sorry. Um, but, dude, dude Galladay dominated the workload here in this. Detroit. And that and that was the take that I had last week, and I I don't know why I abandoned it. I don't know why I went like Galladay's clearly a better player than Marvin Jones. It was like. It was very anti me to play the player I think is worse. Like I, it was a bad choice. Like Galladay I, doubled almost his target share. Galladay literally well, thirty. And Marvin Jones is like he's a GPP guy. He's like a deep down the field guy. He's not like a low A dot lots of target guy. Like I will, I will just admit. I will just admit on the, I made a bad play. I I just did. I did something that I didn't like at the time. I was like, like and Nate will know more about this than you will, Sammy. Because in the NBA sometimes like you'll have 5,600 left and that's like a total dead range in NBA. And you're like, all right, I'm just going to play this guy to make the rest of the lineup work. That guy never, ever, ever gets there in NBA. And that's what happened to me in NFL. I just got to this range of salary and Marvin was there and he was the guy I liked. And I guess I could have gone down to Galladay and just left the cap there. It was an industry-wide mistake, though. I think almost every projection shot you Yeah, he was in all the optimals. You would have seen Marvin Jones in the optimal. You would have seen Marvin Jones with a higher target share than Galladay. You would have seen Marvin Jones with more efficient numbers than Galladay. Overall, I think people misread this situation. Galladay, I think, is the number one guy. Yeah, I think think so, for sure. So so I will say this. You know, as, as fish as your Tyler Boyd take was, Davis, you got me onto Michael Thomas to the point where like I knew Thomas was a fine play, but I didn't make him a priority. And Sunday morning, you talked me into like, you have to have Michael Thomas. You have to have him. And I got him in my lineup and he smashed. And that was a big key to success. I got, and this is like, after the noon games, my lineup wasn't even good, but I like didn't have to sweat it for the rest of the day just because Corey Davis was so low owned. I mean, Corey Davis was just like the key to everything. But, you know, the, the reality is, at least with my lineup, to be able to get Gurley, Hunt, uh, Deion Lewis, and Michael Thomas, I, I thought that was like – I was really happy with this lineup, honestly. So who did you guys have at tight end? Well, I want to talk real quick about the Maurice Harris thing because I think that was an interesting – all, yeah. all day I was kind of like, oh, this is, this is like thin. This is thin. It, we don't know if last week was – and I actually do agree. I think if I would have played him solely based on last week's whatever his crazy target game was, it would have been thin. But the reality is when you looked at the situation and you realize the Redskins legitimately had nobody. There was a tweet that was – I think it was like Levitan was like, they were without their outside wide receiver, their slot wide receiver, their pass catching running back, their whole offensive line. It's like – Maurice, like somebody's got to get the targets. And so I just thought at 3,900, he was going to see targets. If Tampa had scored, his target expectation would have been high. Like, I think Alex yeah. only had 178 passing yards. Like, he, they, did, they just didn't have to throw. Because even all. if they were down like a ton and they like ended up pulling like starters or whatever, they're not going to pull Maurice Harris. Like, they don't even have they guys. Don't even have other guys. <laughs> they, they wouldn't have even, like, and Maurice so, Harris is a practice squad guy, so it's not like yeah. he's coming out. So maybe Jordan Reed gets pulled. Maybe, you know, some of their uh, – maybe Alex Smith gets pulled. But, like, you're going to get Maurice Harris for four quarters. Like, I just thought of the cheaper wide receivers, he ended up being the guy that I felt the most comfortable with. And it was, wasn't was even a projection thing. It was more of just, like, I think I need to lock this guy in. Yeah, let's, let's also talk about some guys. I also had Harris. 
and I did think he was thin. I thought he was very thin. I still, but I, was... I still like, I still thinking back about the slate. I, I, the only thing I feel bad about is playing Marvin Jones and the Jets defense. I, well, I don't feel, I don't like, I couldn't have controlled for this outcome with the Jets you defense. Did, you didn't know, you didn't know Barkley was, was yeah. A it ghost. just, it just feels, it just feels very bad to pay up for defense and cash for the first, like finally pay up for the defense against the Bills. And, but, like, really the mistake was no one's as bad as Peterman. So when, when Peterman was not starting, I should have, I should have thought about it differently. That, that, is, that is absolutely correct. And then you could have had more money at that wide receiver But what, what, what would I – I guess I would have played Landry and it wouldn't have mattered because, like, yeah. that's what that, – that, 100% I would have gone Rams-Landry probably. Or, or, Josh, or Josh Gordon. You would have left, like, 500 on the table, though. But, so you right. might not and, have done that. But, and I mean, it what, wouldn't have been a huge difference. Like, I don't think there the, – the only thing that I think I could have done, like, 2v2-wise in my lineup that would have, like, actually been good would have been playing one of those 5K running backs over, over like, Chubb or – Aaron Jones. I mean, I wouldn't have played Aaron Jones. But, like, realistically, I would have actually played Chubb. I, I actually started out the morning with my boy Brandon Cooks in that slot where uh, – where Marvin Jones was, which I like Rams, Rams, Brandon Cooks, I think fits or Ram or Buccaneers, uh, Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about a couple of guys that I was heavily considering that I had most of the week and ended up not playing at receiver. That was MVS and Josh Gordon. Both, and both I, good. Both good. I thought we really ran good with Josh Gordon for him to only get four for oh, 81. He, he had 12 he targets. Lucky. He had four he three yards the first drive. He had nearly 200 yards of air yards. I mean, he had like 190 something. Like the second week in a row, led the league in air yards. I mean, yeah, he had, he had how many yards after the first drive, Davis? He had like 58 or like 60. Well, he had, he had three targets on the first drive, and his the first play was a 44 yard completion to Gordon. Yeah, I was like, dude, he's going for 200 today. I'm so tilted that I don't have him in my lineup, and then he just never got there. Brady, really Brady weird. is Brady. Just like I think he's kind of like Breeze at this point. Like these cold weather games, it's just like kind of hit or miss if he's going to have the fastball. Yeah, you ever yeah. see the uh, Barry McCockinger uh, highlight reels of Brady? You guys ever watch these? No? Sure, it's just a lot of passes to to running backs' feet. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Oh, what a great pass! Five yards down the field. What an amazing throw. Like, all he does is check down. It, it, it actually is true. Dude, well, we lucked out. Lord, the more I look at this Josh Gordon game, like, we really lucked out. Yeah, if, if Josh, Gordon, if Josh Gordon gets targets. 30, we're, we're not ma- we would not have made money. I mean, in targets, fairness, I had Josh Gordon in GPPs everywhere. So, like, you know, I, I would have profited from his good game. But. Yeah, 190. I mean, it took 33% catch rate with 195 air yards. Like, he could have had a 40-point game here, guys. You know, you know who also could have had a massive game and could have dominated all the people who took Maurice Harris? Jo- John yeah. Ross. If, if the Bengals had had any offensive success. I, he wasn't. No, I'm just saying I'm just, they were the same price. John Ross, a better player than Maurice Harris. But Gordon was owned is what I'm saying. Like, right, Gordon yeah. Jo- Gord, I mean, yeah, Gordon, if Gordon gets 25, our, our day's over. We don't make any money. Yeah, John Ross did lead the Bengals in targets and scored their one touchdown through the I had, air. I had to I had to play John Ross in a seasonal league because that's how bad my team is. No, so so I, I mean, that touchdown was pretty nice. I played I played Traquan over him in a seasonal. That hurt Traquan with the goose egg. I thought it was fire for him, man. So, didn't you want to play Mark Ingram this week, Sammy? Uh, no, that wasn't me. I'd like to take credit for it, but that was, it was last week. He played him in cash. Someone, someone, I was on a podcast. <laughs> someone that's that true. I was, 
someone that I was on a podcast with this week, and now I can't remember who it is, and it makes me sound like a jerk, but they, they wanted to play Ingram. Yeah, did you roast him? Sorry, Davis. I definitely roasted him. I was like, that's horrible. Kamara's the goat, whatever, whatever. Uh, so yeah. t- t- tight end, uh, I played Doyle. Nate, you played Kelsey. Sammy, who did you play? Oh, I mean, I just played the, the best play, which was Nick Vanette. I think I fished Boom. it. I think I fished it. I, th- I mean, I, I mean, you, you, I don't think you, I don't think you fished it, but like, I just, I didn't consider Kelsey and cash for like a moment. I was so stuck at tight end this week. I didn't like any of the guys down low. I couldn't find a price range that I felt comfortable with. I either wanted to like punt with like a 2.5 K guy and hope that like Vanette or like Vernon Davis stumbled on a target or two or wanted to go up for Kelsey just because I thought as soon as Watkins got ruled out for sure, I was like, man, there's no other 7K wide receiver that has the like offensive share of an offense the way that Kelsey does. And it's an offense that has 33 and a half team total on the week. Like, and tight ends are such a high bad. But I I just feel bad. Like, when you have a 7K tight end and you're watching all these other running backs, tight end just like doesn't matter in cash games this year. I know it's, but but that's, but that's the thing. Like, two tight ends matter it's Ertz and Kelsey. And so, if you have one of them and they smash while everybody else is goofing around with, Vanette and Uzoma and like these, but they're scrubs. like they're like never owned though. So they like 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 what? I just got by the way, Sammy. I just got the notification that you signed into the wrong one. So uh, our time limit would have been we would have uh, gotten uh, limited on on Zoom. Had uh, we just got a free gift. This is an unlimited meeting, but uh, <laughs> for, for every week, Sammy, you of course you of course fished it and are signed in on the wrong account. No, look at my that's name, Sam Reed. That's me. That's old. It it like Sammy. I don't know what you do, and like in your like in your fifty five year old mind when you sign in on this, but oh, but like once it. like once every three weeks when we do this, I get that notification that I'm like not on the right account. I don't, maybe it's Soccer Dave's fault. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's certainly Soccer Dave's fault. Can we just yeah, shift the blame over to him because I think that's the proper thing to do in all situations. Um. Anyways, how owned was Kelsey in cash, Nate? Uh, I'd have to open up draft. Eight eight percent, I'm guessing. Yeah. It was like under ten percent. Yeah, and so I, it's I, like at the point in which the guy who's that expensive is not owned, I'm like never considering him, just because I think you have to make too many sacrifices elsewhere. So like, and even paying up for Doyle, I think by me, I, I mean I don't know if it was bad, but like the the, the Colts threw four to, had four touchdowns, two tight ends. None of them, none of them went to Jack Doyle, which is yeah. I think dope. you ran bad. I think you ran bad with Doyle. I thought Doyle was, if you found salary in that range, he was way better than the I th- other. I guys. thought he was but like. He I thought he was. Play. I thought he was clearly the play. I thought. I thought it was Doyle for his money, and then kind of everyone else. Okay, yeah, I'm I think. You, I think you ran Kelsey bad. ran bad too. Kelsey had the lowest whopper on the on his on the year, except for a week. Uh, other than week seven. Well, yeah, I mean, you would expect that for when his team is a 17 and a half point home favorite, I think. No, weighted opportunity rating is the percentage of team everything. So whether or not. Yeah, but he's saying they would throw less because they're way ahead. I'm saying they'll throw less, and I'm saying 
Also, you got to throw about- less. The WAP, the overall share of the offense will be less, though. It's that's why you use stats like Whopper versus just raw numbers. Well, that's that's not that's not the point I'm trying to make. The point yeah, I'm trying to make about? is that is that Kelsey is like a really high value player, but he also the type of catches and targets that he gets are like really high volatility in terms of like they can cause injury, they can turn into turnovers because he's in the middle of the field. So in a, like a non-competitive game, they're going to be less likely to use Kelsey. We've seen this with the with the Patriots and Gronk for I mean what feels like 20 years now. Yeah. He had seven I mean he had seven targets with a 3.29 A dot. I mean he was basically a glorified running back. <laughs> a glorified right tackle. Yeah, that was Brutal. Getting into his Gronk phase, I like how many, it. How many targets did uh, did Vanek get, Sammy? Oh, that's a that's a hard deuce right there. He got two he targets, got two targets for one <laughs> touchdown. Wow! Dude, he got the touchdown on the first drive, and I was like, dude, I'm running like God today. It's fire! Like that was definitely. I mean, so here's the thing. I think that once you're going cheap tight end, they're all kind of the same. Like you're yeah, just it's like, like you get a touchdown or they're bad. Yeah, you're just rolling dice. I thought that the, the that game could potentially shoot out. It did. I thought that Seattle would have to throw a bunch. They did. I'm like, dude, I can get five targets from Vanette. You know, he'll get like three for, you know, 40 or whatever. It'll be fine. He ended up catching one that one ball on the first drive. Got a touchdown. That was it. But that was enough. So, yeah, I, I ran good with him to get 7.8. But, you know, it wasn't like – I didn't care. He was 2.7. Like, who cares? Yeah, no, I mean, fair enough. So, so defense, I, of course, played the New York Jets. Nate played the Buccaneers, which was actually like a totally sharp and viable strategy, oh, yeah. by the way. Home, home yeah. defense against a quarterback who won't push the ball down the field. Like, the turnover upside isn't there. But I, well, how many points did they get, Nate? They only got like three or four. But it was just because their whole offensive line from the, from the Redskins was out. I thought Tampa – I mean, yeah, it was a home defense. There was so many things that I just thought, cheap, cheap, lock it in. Yeah, yeah, I was I was totally fine with the Bucks. I played them a lot in tournaments, uh, obviously stacked with Peyton Barber. And uh, in cash, I went with the Rams. They were 2.4. They were a double-digit home favorite. I thought they'd get a lot of sacks. They ended up getting four sacks. They only scored five DK points, so they didn't smash that hard. But, like, anytime you're getting a, a defense that the other team is going to be down and have to throw a ton, and this is a big home favorite, like, just just do it. You know, I, I thought they were clearly the cash play. Yeah, and I mean they were they were they like were. I'm sure they were like very owned. Yeah, they yeah, were they were twenty six they were twenty six percent owned. And you know, you can see like the concessions I made in my lineup. I just went super cheap at defense, super cheap at tight end, super cheap at wide receiver three, and again got those studs. Got Hunt and Lewis and Todd Gurley and Michael Thomas and the GOAT Corey Davis. And I was like really happy and I'm fine. Like you want to make concessions at certain positions. I'm always fine paying down at defense. I'm always fine paying down at tight end and just like jamming in studs that I really feel good about that have like high floors and high ceilings. So like I felt terrible about this week. And in the end, you know, I look at the, at, at my lineup and I'm like, I'm really happy with the decisions I made. And I wasn't expecting that on Sunday morning. Cause I was like scrambling. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 if I could run back the, uh, if I could run back the slate, I would go Cooks Buccaneers defense over Marvin Jones Jets defense. Those are the changes I would make. Yeah, Marvin Jones was probably the single worst play that any of us made the entire week. Yep. Yeah. Extraordinarily bad. Uh, what did you guys learn from this slate? 
Like what? What takeaways? I mean, do you I'm have? just I'm not playing any of these Detroit dudes, even Galladay. I it just tilts me too hard to watch Matt Stafford. Like it it it's just I like I like levitate out of my own body. My soul sits above and watches my body <laughs> tilt and how bad Matt Stafford is. It's it's horrible, man. He just like the they snap the ball and he just like he looks at either Galladay or Marvin Jones and then the second he feels the rush, he just crumples, dude. Yeah, and checks it down to to Johnson, whatever. Or, or Theo. Theo had Theo had the second most targets on the team. Yeah. So I, I, I have a takeaway. We have a couple of new running back ones. Obviously, we have Aaron Jones. We also have Nick Chubb. I'm ready to say that Chubb is the truth. And, I mean, David Johnson. Work. David David Johnson is is he's back, dude. Hundred percent. Chubb, Chubb oh. doesn't get passing work, guys. He's not a running back one. You got three targets, mate. Yeah, I I I'm not, I'm more up with Nate here. He doesn't get passing work. I understand. Would you play Jay Ajay? Would you play Matt Breida? No, he doesn't get passing work. He had a bunch. He had a couple of long rushes that went his way, but this is a couple long match. rushes that went his way. He broke a 95 yard run. And he got a screen at the goal line and put it yeah. in the zone. Like okay. he was good. No, Nate, you're, you're right. But my, my actual biggest takeaway is that, is that next week and people are going to play him and be disappointed. My, my biggest takeaway, I mean, I, we, can, we, can, we can look at the salaries right now. Uh, my biggest takeaway is that, is that David Johnson is back to like jam him in status. Oh, dude, I am so excited about that. Like, I love David Johnson so much. It was so yeah, great. Of all the members of this podcast, I think one of us is, is certainly a, a, the largest <laughs> possible fan of David Johnson. I quote, I quote from the Soulcast on Friday, Davis Maddox. Yeah, so he's basically droppable in 12-team leagues. Because <laughs> that's what you – what you got to do, Sammy, is you got to hedge everything, bro. If, if, people, if people associate your brand with – you got to be able to, like, be, like, self-deprecating. Because, like, yeah. imagine if I was 11 weeks in the season, like, my, my David Johnson 101 take wasn't bad. It was actually good if you look at it. Like, I would be the, I would be the biggest donk. Yeah, you got to be able to take your L's. Uh, Nate, take notes on this. You got to be able to take an L. Oh, I, from Davis. I do take my L's. So David Johnson is $7,500 at home to the completely given up Oakland Raiders this week on DraftKings.com. I mean, okay, so what, what kind of fish level are you if you don't play David Johnson? And, and, and uh, the Chiefs and Rams are not in this slate. I mean, showdown's going to be just like. So, so, I mean, it's going to be so the hot. best showdown ever, but it, like, it's going to be super unplayable because everyone's going to be really expensive. Like, like Tyreek's going to be like 11K. Cooks will be like 10.5. Like, it's going to be nuts. David Johnson, nine targets, seven receptions, 85 yards, and a receiving touchdown on top of 21 carries for 98 yards and a touchdown. Nate, do you have a do you have air yards numbers for David Johnson? Yeah, it wasn't as much as I was actually hoping. Uh, on David Johnson, because I, I was just pulling that up, uh, his depth of target wasn't quite – it was nine targets for 21 air yards with a 2.33 depth of target. So the one takeaway I had from this week, and Davis, I was with you on the Marvin Jones love from a tournament standpoint. I didn't have him in cash, but I had him a lot in tournaments. And I was – I've just been – I think the whole industry was just wrong on the Galladay-Marvin Jones split here. Uh, and I think I got to adjust. Well, the thing that. is, is that people still think of the Detroit passing game as valuable. Spoiler alert: <laughs> It's not. <laughs> frat, frat, frat. Stafford is here too. To <laughs> so good. 
I like, I like have never been like, I mean, I've obviously hated a lot of quarterbacks who are trying to throw the ball to my wide receivers, but like my, my current hatred, cause this is two weeks in a row, right? Cause I played Galladay, not, I played Galladay last week. <laughs> what are you doing, bro? Jesus. I, yeah. Well, the other if you just look at projections, is- Detroit wide receivers always look good because they're projected for like a high number of pass attempts and they don't use a third wide receiver now that Tate's gone. Well, now that Theo's there, though, when Theo was out, it was just carry on week. But yeah, I think the other thing, I'm just uh, every week, I'm just like so excited to watch Michael Thomas and see if he's going to end the season with a 90% catch rate. And guys, he's getting closer 89.66 on. 87 targets this is he caught eight of eight targets yesterday this is nuts we have wide receiver who's the most efficient thing we've ever seen he leads above 50 targets there's not even anybody close to him from a receiver standpoint the close the next closest wide receiver from a catch rate standpoint is Danny Danny Amendola at 77 percent he's lapping the field from a catch oh rate. this is actually this is another uh undercover storyline that we have here the Saints are trying to get Breeze the MVP this is like this is now an official thing that's happening. Are they bringing in uh, Brandon Marshall? Uh, they got to bring in someone. I, I think I they're think. bringing in Brandon Marshall because Tra- Traquan's he's not ready for prime time. Yeah, it's a damn. That's a damn shame. Andrew Luck. We need to talk about Andrew Luck. No, I mean, I mean like, there's no, there's nothing to talk about. He's fine. I, I mean, he's great. No, he's, he's not. He he's is. Not. He is. He was fifty five hundred at home this week. No, he was. He was a very good, yeah. Mar, well, Mariota can feel his fingers again, so that's Mariota back. Yeah, he's I I uh, yeah. I mean, back. He was never even really that good. Yeah, he was never I mean, there. Maybe, but... In twenty fifteen or what was it? 2015, 2016, He was like the GPP tournament winner. Oh right? yeah, I mean, I thought okay, we're talking about DFS. Yeah, he's really good for DFS. <laughs> I thought I thought you were trying to give. I thought you were trying to this give is like DFS podcast. I thought you were trying to be like, oh, Mariota's ready to lead the Titans to the playoffs. <laughs> You want you wanted to see if he was worth a waiver claim in your season. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we talk real football on this podcast. <laughs> hey, 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 Davis. Underrated uh, storyline. It's going to be Josh Reynolds' season again. Oh, except uh, all my fab has gone in all my seasonal leagues from the first time I put all my fab on him, <laughs> and then I had to, and then I had to cut him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, RIP Cooper Cup, that's actually, like, super sad, and I'm curious to see uh, how and if this affects the Rams. See, here's the thing. Now that they know, now that they're not just putting Reynolds in there as a placeholder, he's going to be a real part of the offense, and they're going to do it right away because he's going to have to be – because they run so much 11 personnel, Reynolds has to be ready to go for the playoffs. So they they don't have the luxury of of not – using him like he's got he's got to be in there he's got to be part of the offense now i'm mashing him in all my fab like i'm wavering the f out of that dude like if i have any leagues where i have fab dollars left i i spent in fact in my my home league that i like i'm just absolutely desperate to win and my team's terrible uh i'm gonna i bid 15 dollars a fab on him the first time had to cut him this last week to pick <laughs> what up was what was the game. next closest bid we we don't we can't see it. I'm sure I was far and above the most. Yeah, three, but three. but now I have eleven dollars of fab left for the whole year, and I have to blow the rest of it to get him back on my team after I just cut him for Chris Conley. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
smooth operator, Matt. <laughs> well, my two wide receivers that I was starting, and this team is so bad, but my two wide receivers were Demarius and, and Kiki Cutie, who were both oh, on bye this week. Davis, what have you done? Well, you guys, you guys know I, I had Demarius in all of these leagues, but I mean, I just have, I have like, I have all these running backs. I have DJ, Matt Breida, James Conner, Sony Michelle. Uh, Demarius is really anti your brand. He's just an old, fat, slow receiver. Here's the thing. He's still, I still have positive associations with him because he was part of my brand when he was good. Like, all right, it, enough seasonal, enough seasonal. Let's get into showdown. Yo, yeah, we should, we, we should talk. Yeah, we should. Yeah, I'll definitely. And uh, I will have a more thorough, a more thorough breakdown on uh, on my Patreon. But we should talk about this a little bit right now. Okay, good. Let me let me bring it up and look at it for the first time. Well, it's a it's a gross game. It's it's, it's San, uh, San Francisco and the Giants. Yeah, we, I was not planning on playing showdown late at all. By the way, Mullins and the captain again, week two. How much? Uh, let's see. How much? Ninety eight hundred. I mean, that's at the point where I think you might just be better off captaining Barkley. Well, how about, how about Kittle and the captain? Kendrick Bourne. I mean, in general, in general, you do normally want pass catchers to be in your captain slot just because on DraftKings they they have that exponential upside. Kittle and the captain. Let's like, go. Like I, I never really captain the quarterbacks. Maybe Nate. Maybe Nate is different for me. In this scenario, I, I will sometimes. I I almost always like if I'm making ten or twenty GPP teams, I'll have a lot of quarterback expo- just because like it, it, they're going to be on a week on a week to week standpoint like the highest. You know, obviously it's going to be no. Really, top, but- really, the highest scores the the optimal highest scores are are generally I've seen the work that Kev Cole does on the Showdown Hub here on on Rotogrinders. In general, a lot of the times it's the wide receivers. Yeah, but I'm always going to try to fit in the two quarterbacks and then try to find those wide receivers, the ones that are, you know, in, in sprint comb through your lineups. But, I mean, if you're trying to – Are there any, are there any good cheap plays? Because that normally informs what you actually do with your captain slot is if there's any good – if there's anyone cheaper than the kickers who is really playable, that should inform and what you do. Kendrick Bourne is probably the cheapest guy I'd go for in, on San Francisco. Let me, get a, let me get a use check take. Do you think it could be a use check game? I'll, I'll sprinkle in some use check. They yeah. got, they have, they have, Breed is like, should be actually healthy now though, right? Yeah. So he that should be. Like he's had, they, because they, they're coming off their bye week. So he should be like, I mean, is he, is this dude's ankle like ready to go now? Finally? I mean, he, he's like one step away from an amputation. Honestly, he goes down in the second quarter in every single game. But I think, yeah, they're, I think that Goodwin is probably the the stone best tournament play because he's he's the one guy who will like not actually be owned who can get thirty. You think so? Like people won't own him? People no, I think people people will. So the the chalk in this slate is going to be Barkley, Mullins, Beckham, Brita, uh, Ingram will be chalk. Both of the kickers will be uh, used a lot. Uh, I think the 49ers defense will be used a lot. People hate Eli, and then in terms of cheap guys, yeah, it will be born and then probably some sprinkles of no there's not even any good cheap tight ends to sprinkle in there yeah i mean you guys you guys hate playing kickers in any sort of showdown no i i in the so i i have talked to drew about this and it's really you got to project how many receptions there are going to be in the game and if Mm -hmm. it's going to be a kind of lower pace game or if the teams are not like short passing offenses the kickers are way better yeah, yeah. I don't have the game theory on that the way that some people who've been crushing showdown this year do. But 
This, this to me, by the way, seems like a game where, where at least Gould and probably Rosas as well are like very good plays. Probably not both of them, but you probably want one of the, uh, one of like, I, I'll probably load, I'll probably just go like a hundred percent gold, honestly. Well, I mean, that's not only sharp, but it's also on brand. Yeah, that's solid gold. Solid, solid boy. gold. All right, boys. <laughs> if Cairo, if Cairo is playing in this game, I mean, it was oh, just Cairo, like... if Cairo on the Rams on, was on a showdown slate, like <laughs> that's a print fest. <laughs> All right, boys. That's going to do it for us here at the Gilcast. Hopefully, this does not find your podcatchers too late.